הר אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של רנול חול, הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני אפר קדוש ומשבר ארץ המה, ובמיוחד לרבנו הקדוש, צדיק יסודו למנחה, נובע מכוח חוכמה, רבנו נחמן ופגה בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. סימן פ"ג על פסיכות הר"ן, לסן אלי טרי. בעניין היראות והפחדים, רבנו is going to speak about the subject of fears and anxiety. שאדם מתיירא ומתפחד על פי הרוב, מכמה דברים או מבני אדם שאינם יכולים להזיק לו כלל. רבנו says that the majority of people, when they fear from something, when they have anxiety from something, phobias, whether it's something else or whether it's from other people, those things or those other people cannot harm them at all. והדבר נראה שרק בסוף כשאדם נסתלק ושוכב על הארץ ורגליו אל הדלת, אז יהיה לו יישוב הדעת באמת. And it always seems to people who have these anxieties and fears. that aren't close to harming them really. That the only time when they will have peace of mind and tranquility is only at the end of their lives when they'll pass away and when their feet, when their body is lying on the ground, when their corpse is lying on the ground with their feet to the door. As we know, Rabbeinu brings this idea of the feet to the door many times. And it's a minhag written down in Deir Chaim that uh, the corpse is uh, put down on the ground, of course with the talit covering him and his ground. Um, with um, put down on the gr- his corpse put down on the ground with his feet to the door toward the door of course there's lots of significance uh, with regard to this but um, not for now nonetheless Rabbeinu says that the only time a person feels people with these phobias this type of anxiety um, they feel that the only time they'll have peace is whenever they're dead why? Because they know that when they pass away, they'll be able to see within themselves and to see the truth that all the fears, the anxieties that they felt uh, from other people that they had because of other people that uh, were trying to, to, you know what I mean, to oppose them or whatever it might be in, in a different type of matter, trying to turn them or whatever other things that brought them fear. It was all stupid and it was all vanity. And it was for absolutely no reason at all that they had these fears and these anxieties. Because what could this person have done to him? So these people, they have these fears and anxieties. But they realize that the only time they'll have peace from these fears, the only time they'll be able to overcome these fears is whenever they're dead. Why? Because then they'll realize that no, that person, that thing cannot bring them fear anymore. They're gone. And that it was all stupid. They now see the truth. And the same is true of desires, Because when a person leaves this world, then he'll be able to see properly that uh, this man spent his days in vanity for absolutely no reason at all. And that he spent his days in foolishness, in confusions, that nobody forced him to do such things. Because only when a person passes away can he truly see the, um, the emet, the truth. So Rabbanu says this is the way people think. They have anxieties and fears. Rabbanu, of course, has a lesson, lesson 15 of the Kutum Moran, a famous lesson, which discusses how to get rid of foreign fears, any um, any fallen fears, which Rabbanu says is anything except for fearing God. Or, of course, um, whenever it comes to fearing the true tzaddikim, who have this inyan of uh, the Kabbalah of Hashem. When it comes to not fearing Hashem Yidbarach, if you fear anything else, that is, um, what do you call it? 
that is a fallen fear. And of course, the story of the Bar Shem Tov, I believe. I think Rabenu also had a very similar story when Rabenu was a child. But there's a story of the Bar Shem Tov when he was traveling through the forest. Um, um, if I'm not mistaken, he was young. And uh, he heard sounds from the forest. <clears throat> and he walked in and he was going through the forest hearing these sounds. He got to a place in a home which was very dark. And he saw some, uh, some Shadim, some demons there. And they tried to bring him fear, but he could not be brought to fear. So of course the Bar Shem Tov had such a dat, had such a consciousness where Be'emet, that fear was no, couldn't do anything to him. There, there was nothing that could bring him fear except for the fear of God. And uh, of course Rabbeinu explains in lesson uh, 15, I believe, that fear is sourced in that. So to get rid of those fallen fears, one has to elevate that fear to that, to consciousness. Essentially, um, Rabbeinu says one does this by... Um, Judging oneself by doing it bodhidut and by rebuking yourself by seeing where you stand by constantly asking yourself, "Am I doing the right thing?" When you constantly express your 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 emotions to Hashem Bach and you're explaining to Hashem Bach, you actually genuinely are, are asking yourself whether I'm doing the right thing. You're searching for the best thing to do and you're constantly speaking that. You're expressing those words. You remove all those fallen fears and anxieties and you only fear Hashem Bach. This is a very awesome piece of advice. Rabenu says. Um, because all these fall, fallen fears and anxiety only stem from the fact that um, you lack fear of Hashem Bach. So those fears Hashem Bach is trying to send you through different worldly items. For example, uh, a murderer might bring you fear, right? But Hashem is only sending you that murderer to bring you fear because you need to understand that the source of fear needs to be repaired, which is your fear in Hashem. So Hashem uses different items and different objects or to bring you certain fear, maybe fear of heights, for example, right? Maybe because you don't fear the lofty one. <clears throat> Whatever it is, everything has its own thing, its own significance why you fear of certain things because you're lacking in that sort of area. Nonetheless, I've been explaining this all in lesson 15 for a different uh, time. The truth is, Rabbi says, there are deeper meanings behind these words. There's always that thing within a person. There's always something within a person that makes him fear and have anxiety and phobias from those types of things which he fears from. Rabban was saying the reason why you might fear from something is because there's something within you that's making you fear. It's not you yourself, but it's something there. Because Rabban was saying that even though you know in your mind clearly, with a strong clarity, that that thing which you're fearing from cannot actually do anything to you at all. For example, you fear from a, from a certain thing, a certain height, when you're not even that high, you're not even, you're, you're just walking on the ground or something like that. You have fear of heights, but you're not, even, uh, you're not even there. Or whatever other things it is, you have fear of a certain type of murderer, but he didn't even live in your country, he's not even going to do anything to you, he didn't even know you. Whatever it is, all these things that we have fear from, Rabban was saying, that you know clearly in your mind that you shouldn't fear from it. It's stupid anyways because it's so unlike. It's not even, there's no chance. But what? You still fear from it because that thing within you is making you fear from it. Nonetheless, even though you know with complete clarity that that thing cannot do anything to you at all, nonetheless, you have, um, you still have great fear from it. Fear from it. Because that thing within a person is making you fear. Just like we see with people, 
that uh, there are people who have tremendous phobias and fears of stupidity and foolishness. And they themselves know that that thing which they fear from is stupid. It's nothing. Nonetheless, they still have tremendous fear. And they're frightened from that thing. When we frighten or scare a person from behind them, for example, you know, you, you try to play a prank on a person, a person to walk into the door, you hide behind the door, and you scare that person, right? When you try to frighten, scare someone from behind, that immediately you come from behind him, you startle the person with a scream, right? A scream of fear. The man, natural reaction, would immediately be scared. He'll start jumping up and down. And that's even before that fear begins to register in his mind. So now Rabbanu is going to explain what that means. As we just discussed the significance. A lot of the time people fear things without them understanding the fear in the first place. Without meaning even though the fear makes no sense. It's not even likely. So Rabbanu was saying the same is true of when a person scares another person. That person who's scared, um, who's frightened by that prank, by that surprise, um, gets scared. But he didn't even know what happened. He didn't have any logical response. The first thing he thinks is to, to scream. But there's no logic behind that scream. It's just a scream because that's a natural reaction. Meaning that the, the fear itself hasn't registered in his mind because he hasn't made an understanding of what's happening yet. Because that person who was pranking him came suddenly from behind him. There was no time to register that. But nonetheless, he fears from that thing immediately before the knowledge, before his mind knows what that fear is about. Because that thing... <coughs> That matter of fear has not yet begun to, un- uh, begun to enter his mind yet. If that's the case, how is it even possible for him to, to be frightened by it? How is it possible to be frightened by something you do not, you're not even, uh, you don't even understand why it frightens you? For example, that prank, you have no idea. But the truth is, Rabbeinu explains why now. Because the main fear that this person has is because of that thing within that person that makes him fear that thing. That makes him fear that which he fears. So the prank, which he gets scared from, is because of that thing within a person, that tendency within a person to have fear of something like that. But nonetheless, it's not logical at all because you haven't registered why um, you're screaming. And the same is true of desires. Literally the same exact thing. Rabban was now explaining the significance of ta'avot, of natural worldly desires and lusts. Why the same is true of this. Because even though a person knows that this desire is complete foolishness and vanity, for example, the, the sexual desire, right? 
That desire is completely, it makes no sense whatsoever. Rabbeinu says, out of all the desires, this one makes the least sense. Because all the other desires you, you cannot live without. You cannot live without money because you need money to buy food, to pay for rent. You cannot live without food because of course you will die. But this one you don't even need at all. So it's complete stupid. The only reason why you do it is for the mitzvah. But Rabbeinu is saying that this desire is stupid in general. The only reason why this desire, where this desire comes from, is from the Koach this place of fantasy, of, uh, of the strength of the imagination. And in the imagination, there's no intelligence behind there. It's just imagination. It's, it's uh, your mind running loose. So there's no sechel. There's no, no, there's no, it makes no sense that desire. And yet nonetheless, there's still that thing within you that makes you desire that thing, that lust. Even though you know deep down that it's complete stupidity. And this is within each and every person. And if you don't even recognize it, then that shows you how, that shows a person how asleep he is. And therefore, therefore it's certain if a person settles his mind properly, if he composes himself, he refines his mind and he begins to sit in solitude and think over his purpose. He will be easily able to remove from himself all those fears, those external fears, those Phobias. And the same is true of those desires. He'll be able to remove those things easily. Because he knows truthfully that they are worthless. The only thing that makes it feel to this person as if it's worth something is because that thing within him is desiring that thing or it fears for that thing. Therefore, with just a little bit, a drop of wisdom, a drop of intelligence, you are easily able to break and to remove that desire or that fear. Because a man has free choice. And a person can easily train his intelligence, his mind. To remove um, that fear or that desire which that thing within him is making him a want or making him fear from. Rabbi is saying you can easily train your mind to overcome all those fears and desires which stem from that thing within you that, that is drawn towards that thing. And um, Rabbi Nusayim, it's, it's just that point within you, that, that feeling within you that makes you want it. But deep down you know it's stupid in the first place. And uh, this is the way we need to overcome all our desires through Sechel, as Rabbi Nusayim teaches us. In Torah Chavhev the main way to combat this Koach uh, is through the Koach HaSechel, the strength of uh, one's uh, intellect. And of course, Rabbeinu has ideas on how to do that through giving tzedakah and um, different ideas Rabbeinu explains in Lesson 25 that are tremendous. And B'zrat uh, Hashem, may we have the ability to control our minds, to train ourselves, to overcome all those fears and those desires. With just, just one drop of Torah, with just one drop of wisdom. B'zrat Hashem.